Welcome to the Edge Theory Labs podcast, where we believe greatness happens at the edge of your comfort zone. Join us as we explore the intersections of psychology, neuroscience, human potential, and personal growth, uncovering the secrets of performance that lie at the edge. It's time to live your personal best and unlock your maximum human potential. Let's go all in. Okay, here we go. Let's embark on a journey. This is a quest of discovery and exploration as we lay the foundation here. We're pouring cement and the underlying intention of what we're doing with this format is to uncover perspectives and principles and practices that all string into your design of lifestyle. So whether you are a athlete looking to improve sports performance and recovery, or a CEO looking to improve cognitive function, a human being. This applies to everybody in the through line to accessing and expanding upon our health span, longevity. And that's our starting point today is to understand this high level framework of what we call hormesis, which is really the secret to longevity. And it applies to everything that we do within our life, physiologically, psychologically, it distills down into the cell. How can we build healthy, regenerative, rejuvenative cell level energy? And so we're building off of this perspective, uh, Dr. Alyssa Appel, who's based at UCSF, um, studying longevity and looking into this phenomena or this perspective that we call hormesis. So one of her notable papers is called The Geroscience Agenda, Toxic Stress, Hormetic Stress, and the Rate of Aging. So my hope in what we're exploring today is to give you some perspective of how can you be able to engage with stimulus, with different movements, with action that will give you traction in slowing down, if you will, the biological aging process in your body so that you can then be showing up and doing all of the things that you love, feeling energized, inspired, and fulfilled. Now, hormesis, what is it really all about? Here's the context of what this really means. And hormesis is acute doses of intermittent stress that we experience throughout our life. And that we, it requires us to be deliberate within these stimulus that we engage with. It distinguishes between chronic stress, which we all have experienced throughout our lives at some point. And then what is acute stress? It's this short intermittent stressor physiologically or psychologically in the response to the stimuli. So if you imagine a bell curve, on one side, the far tail end is what we could consider overstimulation. On the far left side, is what we could consider to be understimulation. Now, what's the sweet spot? That's right in the middle. And what Dr. Appel and colleagues have started to find is that this sweet spot right in the middle of the bell curve is where we're looking to hone in on in our daily life. So the term, general umbrella term is exposure. How can we expose ourselves to these short little acute stressors? Um, Consider in homeopathy, a little acute dose of poison is what then builds robustness in the immune system response. So that's the basis and the context of what is hormetic stress. It looks like 
breath work, hypoxia, HIIT exercises. We're activating stress within the physiology, the muscles on the cell level producing ATP and energy. It looks like heat, a sauna, or getting into the cold, an ice bath, cold exposure. Nutrition, fueling, whether some people call it intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating, all of these mechanisms or all of these actions, these exposures are ways that we can dose deliberately with hormatic stress. So to consider for everyone tuning in, what are these subtleties that you can start to then bring into your lifestyle to impact the physiology and the psychology to increase your longevity? In other words, to slow down the process of biological aging. That's ultimately what the researchers are starting to uncover as they, as they unpack aging as a whole. It's, it's slowing down the diseases associated to aging. And the sweet spot of hormesis is really what's moving the needle to amplify this younger cell. There's unique mechanisms within our physiology like that hormesis is going to help impact, which is like, for example, folding proteins, the increase of telomeres. We won't go into the weeds on some of this stuff, but just for some of the aficionados that want to dig deeper, you can access PubMed and really dig into that more um, epigenome, the DNA, looking at how proteins are folding, looking at how we're creating mitochondrial biogenesis, more ATP, more metabolic energy. So what is your sweet spot is really then what we should be asking ourselves. Where am I overexposing myself to consider that our psychology or our thoughts can put us into these constant states of chronic stress where we're waking up and getting a dose of cortisol and then it feels like we're running on adrenaline throughout the entire day. How can we build a responsive and skillful sense of self-regulation within ourselves? And that's our top level question as we look at physiology and psychology that we are the conscious captains of our chemistry, of our physiology, of ourselves, of our spirit energy. What is it that's fulfilling in our lives? And bringing that right into the sweet spot. Where are the times and places that we're underexposed, that we fall into a certain pattern of not moving as much? If you're working a nine to five and you're sitting at your desk all day long, making yourself feel stressed because you got to get stuff done, but then we're neglecting ourselves and our potential energy, our longevity. It's adding to this whole process of, of aging and of disease. So little doses of movement throughout the day are going to be able to impact and bring you into that sweet spot. So working with the stress response is our top level focal point of distinguishing then and consider for yourself where and when do you feel chronic stress in your life and where can you deliberately start to engage with acute stressors, these brief intermittent low doses that lead to positive biological responses. That's the art of hormesis. So as we've briefly touched on some of those simple exposures, which is a lot of what we're exploring here at Edge Theory Labs is practices like breathwork, getting hypoxia signaled into the body. That means low levels of oxygen saturation. 
something like sauna, we know from research is helping to activate growth hormone. It helps with protein synthesis and strengthens the mitochondria. It's also going to help fold and refold proteins that are maybe damaged or need repair so that the cells can remain young and vibrant and vital. Cold exposure, one of our favorite practices here at Edge Theory Labs. Finding the sweet spot of an acute dose throughout the day, maybe in the morning, sometime mid-afternoon, creating space in your lifestyle to be all in, to go all in, just get in the tub. And then of course, looking at your fueling, when and where are you eating? How can you be deliberate with that on the impact to the epigenome and, and, and sirtuin genes that are then activating to help build robustness within the cell. The final one to really hone in on for all of us is our social settings. There's these layers within our within psychology of, do we feel supported? Do we feel safe? That's a big part of how the nervous system oscillates. If we're in chronic stress all the time, it's coming from a very subconscious, what we could call neuroception, the subconscious perception of threat within our vicinity. So just starting to think about where do I feel supported? Where do I feel safe and social? And a big part of that within mindset is optimism. We've heard Chad talk about within motivation, imposter syndromes, the challenges that come up within our life. And no matter what's coming at us, if we can face it with a sense of optimism, that's the frame of mind that the body responds to that. And it is the acute hormatic dose of stress that is going to build resiliency right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's really what we're honing in on in this top level perspective of hormatic stress, encompassed within all of those lifestyle behavioral actions. So within that, in the paper, they discuss something called reserve capacity. And as we're moving through our day, we're having a text from our ex, we're getting in the tub, we have responsibilities and roles, things that we need to do, and they're giving us arousal, a stress response. That's all natural and normal within our physiology. But if we're in chronic stress, then we don't have the same reserve capacity to handle the spontaneity, the challenges, the things that are going to naturally happen in life. So when we get more deliberate then, with hormatic stress, heat, cold, breath, fuel, movement, that we're increasing our reserve capacity. It's this resource, the optimism and the power of the mind to be able to have a sense of control and regulation within ourselves, internally and our external environments, social factors, feeling that sense of support, that within then building this higher reserve capacity, we're increasing the likelihood of the hormatic protective response to stressors to occur. So it's like when the nervous system goes into sympathetic innervation, how quickly are we able to respond and feel that parasympathetic tone come back online and allow all of those underlying mechanisms of mitochondrial strengthening, folding of proteins, the epigenome, the telomeres, all of those things turn on. So by engaging with the acute stress and then getting rest is how we're building that skillful reserve capacity and it lasts for the lifetime. So now that we've explored a little bit of this perspective of hormatic stress, some of the principles underlying it and practices, what's a takeaway for you? How can you start to hone in on your sweet spot? 
Where do you feel overexposed in your life? Where are you maybe underexposed? And you could get a little more movement into your day, bring more deliberateness into your daily practices. Are you neglecting from getting in the tub and it's just staring at you and you know it's calling you to get in because you know how powerful it is for your physiology and psychology? Where can you be or how can you be more deliberate in your daily life to elicit an acute hormatic response? That is what the sweet spot's all about. That's how we build reserve capacity. So no matter what it is that comes our way, we've done the work to lay a solid foundation to be able to respond versus react, to be able to build. Consider reserve capacity, if you will, like an old style candle that's burning on the wick candles that have a fuel tank at the bottom. We're, the reserve capacity is continuing to allow that fuel to, to remain full. But then the flame continues to burn bright. And that is then the balance of, of the actions we're taking and the way that we're framing and designing our lifestyle. That's what this exploration is all about here. So I wanted to start there by giving some perspective and principle into then the through line that we'll start to explore within underlying physiological mechanisms. And of course, actionable practices that you can take home and start with now. So let's explore, let's stay curious. I'll see you next time.